Welcome to the weekly podcast, Stand Strong. I'm Paul White. And I'm Noah Dieselkamp. Together, we look to God's Word to find energy and encouragement to fuel our faith. When our trust in Jesus is firm, we'll be amazed what God can do and accomplish in our lives. So let's turn to the wisdom in God's Word, a true and trusted source that is going to help us stand strong. Let's dig in. Well, good morning, Paul. Welcome back for episode 16, the final episode of season three of People Who Pray. 16. What a number. Does it feel like we've been 16 into this? Somebody's probably listening saying, yes, it feels like more than 16. <laughs> but 16, the final one. Yes. Glad to be in here with you, Noah, this morning. Yeah, I'm I'm glad for this discussion. A discussion on prayer could go on for, for years, quite honestly. And so, uh, we opted not to do that, and after some discussion, we decided that we've covered, for the time being, we've covered what we want to talk about when it comes to prayer. And so today, you know, we don't have a real complex plan. The idea is we just want to we want to wrap up this discussion and give some final encouragement, some some ending exhortations for being a people who pray. And so. I think a good place to to start there is when we discuss prayer, it's sometimes we get into the nitty gritty of things or we get into the issues that we pray about and the things that we think about. It's always good to come back to the fact prayer is effective. Right. That's something we cannot lose sight of. That's something that we have to keep in our minds. If we're going to be a people who pray, we have to be conscious of the fact that prayer is effective and it's effective because of who we are praying to, right? We we could go to Matthew chapter 6 um, where Jesus gives that model prayer and we see we're praying to the Father, we're coming to our Father, we're coming before the King, we're coming before our Deliverer. All of that is wrapped up in that model prayer. That's who we're praying to. That's why prayer is effective. And that's a good place for us to to kind of springboard as we start our discussion today. Prayer is effective. That's where it begins. Yeah, and we use the James 5 passage, Noah, to, to illustrate that or to emphasize that. I mean, it's to James 5, 16, the effective prayer of a righteous man can accomplish much. And that's what you're saying because that's what the Lord says. It can accomplish much. Why? Well, because God. Exactly. Who He is. I want to offer this again as a final thought. You know, we don't talk much about righteous. And He's describing the kind of individual the righteous man, the prayers of the righteous accomplish much. Now, this is God who's doing and God who's, who's, who's keeping his promise. We, we think about righteous sometimes, and we shouldn't, but we think about righteous sometimes as this sinless perfection. Mm. And I've never, to be fair, I've never heard anybody define it that way, sinless perfection. We know we all <laughs> sin. But sometimes we just need to, I want to emphasize, a righteous person is righteous because of the heart that they have. So when we're encouraging people to pray, when we're saying be devoted to prayer, ultimately what we're what we're emphasizing is people who are devoted to God are devoted to prayer. That's righteous. Yeah. So the reason it accomplishes much is because we have a relationship with God, our Father, and we're speaking to the creator of the universe, his power, his purpose, his wisdom beyond our comprehension, yeah. without equal. And so that's why prayer has power, because God has power. Right, exactly. We, the, the prayer, 
our prayer on its own is no more effective than us having faith if we don't have, if we're not praying to, and if we don't have faith in God. Faith in itself or faith in anything other than God will ultimately fail. Um, and so will prayer if it's not directed to the, you know, the creator of the universe and, and father of us all. So that is that is really, really important to remember. And it's also important to remember that it it's because not only of God's power, but because of his character. You know, we could we could look at things like Luke chapter 11, where Jesus says, you know, you being evil still know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more does the father that that talks about his character? He wants what's best for us. He wants to he wants to save us. He wants us to to grow and to become more and more in the image of Christ. So it's not only because he has the the power to make prayer effective, but also because in the end, he's going to do what's best for us. He's going to give us these good gifts. Yeah. And, and Jesus is saying in that context, you know, keep on asking, ask, seek, knock. But the Greek speaking people would have, would have heard that and understood that language to be keep on asking, keep on seeking, keep on knocking. Well, what is that an indication of? My faith. Mm-hmm. What is that an indication of? My relationship with God. And so he emphasizes your heavenly father knows how to give good gifts. Two things about that. He knows and the gifts that he gives are good. Right. His wisdom. He can be trusted. I don't always know what's best for my children. My intentions, I believe, are always noble and honorable because I love them. I want what's best for them, but I don't always know what's best. And so sometimes I measure out what I shouldn't measure out. Right. Sometimes I don't when I should. Why? Because we're imperfect. And Jesus makes that contrast there. But back to us and praying to God, here's what's going to give us confidence. We're talking about encouraging remarks at the end. Here's what's so encouraging. I can always be assured of the fact that God knows what is best. Yes. So what that takes off of me is I'm not, God's not looking for me to word it just the right. Okay. You worded it just the right way. Now I will do it. He knows. Right. And so sometimes in my praying, I take that confidence by saying, God, I, I thank you that you are a God who knows what is best for me and those that I'm taking in prayer to you. Amen. Amen to that. And all the more, therefore, when we consider who we're praying to, we also can look at what we're praying about and we can see we we should have no fear. We should have no hesitation in coming to God in prayer and just praying about the real life things, you know, we don't have to, we don't have to worry about wording it a specific way. We don't have to worry about, are we going to say the wrong thing? Just come to God and bring him those real life things. And we've talked about some of those things this, this season, you know, bringing the, the suffering and the, and the trials and the evils that we face, um, but also bringing to him the joy and the relief that we have in him. Um, when we're overwhelmed, when we're disappointed, we go to him. When we're excited and, and on and on and on and on, we should, when we consider who we're praying to, all the more we should realize that what we should be praying about is just, just everyday, practical, real-life prayers. This is what's going on. Good, bad, ugly. This is what I want to talk to you about, God. And and that's really that's really comforting because what else should we, or what else do we really want to bring before the God of the universe? But what sometimes we might describe is 
oh, but it's just, it's our little, it's our little problems or it's these little things. No, we should, we should absolutely take that to him. Mm -hmm. He wants to hear, he wants to hear from his children. Yeah. And, and every parent honestly gets that on, on some level. Yeah. To be fair, I'm not equating human fathers, human parents with our eternal <laughs> heavenly father, but every parent in that relationship gets that. Our father wants to hear from us as children. Yeah. I mean, you think by which we can cry. There's language intentional in Scripture uh, by which we cry, Abba. Yeah. Father. Galatians 4. Look at the tenderness in that cry, which speaks to the relationship that we have. We have every right to ask of our Father. Over and over again, Jesus teaches that. The Scriptures teach that. Since this is kind of some final thoughts, we, we mentioned this before. I've mentioned this before. You know, we have discussions like being devoted to prayer. Lots of scriptures that talked about that. I think we had an entire uh, episode uh, where we were emphasizing that language about devoted to prayer that's used in scripture. Yes. But moving beyond just me coming to God asking for things. Yeah. The result of prayer being a blessing and benefit in our life has to do with the opportunities where we're coming to our Heavenly Father because we want to speak to him. Mm -hmm. And so if 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 I'm only saying, well, I'll just speak to him when I want something, right. that's an indication that, you know, the, it, I'm a little off with where I ought to be, not just in my praying, but in my relationship with him. I've illustrated it before, Noah, kind of like, you know, it, I've, I've used this before. Uh, sometimes we can be like the little boy I heard about in Bible class. The teacher was asking the little students in the class, uh, do you pray every day? And of course, all the kids said, yes. I mean, that's what you're supposed to say. Right. You know, we pray every day. <laughs> Except one little boy and one little boy said, no, uh, uh, some days I can't think of anything to ask for. Well, that's the honesty <laughs> of right. little children. And that sometimes can be us. Well, today I can't think of anything. Now, it was before mealtimes, you know, thank you for the food, God. But but today I just I can't think of anything to ask for. Yeah. Well, that's something's off there. Yeah. And yeah. in our in our relationship. So we just want to be aware that pr prayer does help us grow. Yeah. Spiritually, it, it yeah. helps strengthen the relationship. And that answers the question. Sometimes we talked about that. Why pray? And one of the reasons we pray is it reminds us of our, of our dependency upon God and it strengthens our relationship with God. Yeah, absolutely. And that that building of that relationship is is a very intentional thing. It, there's a reason that God uses the term father to describe himself. And I think that part of that is for us as, as humans who have fathers, our fathers, witness fathers, et cetera, to be able to, to connect some of our understanding on that, right? I know that um, I have a habit with my, with my own sons. Now, one of them doesn't talk yet because he's only one, but with the one that does have the ability to communicate more clearly, you know, I, I will reach out to him at the end of a day. I'll say, how was your day? What was your favorite part? Was there something that made you mad today or sad or scared? What did you do today that made you excited? What are you looking forward to tomorrow? And I'm doing that because he doesn't have the conscientiousness to, to come to me and say, Dad, here's something I'm really excited about. Not yet. But I'm trying to train that into him where he's he comes to me to talk to me and absolutely if he needs advice I want to I want to be able to give him advice in the future if if he needs help with something I want to help him with that but I also want him to 
build the relationship with me of here's what I'm interested in. Here's what I want to talk to you about. I want to know more about you. I want to share the things I'm excited about with you. Well, can't we see the parallel in in prayer that we're we're not just going to God to ask for things, but we're and and not that it's bad to ask for things. We ought to be going to ask for help and wisdom and and comfort and healing and all of those things, but also to say, God, today was a good day. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you know, you you gave you gave me many blessings today, and I praise you for that. And I and I want to come to you and I. And I want to thank you for what we have planned for tomorrow. And I pray I can glorify you in what I do tomorrow. And all of those kinds of things, we have to broaden our scope is what I'm is what I'm trying to get at there. No, I agree. I agree. I agree. Uh, I want to steer it in a little bit different direction. It's still on the subject of prayer. You know, one of the things I have had uh, people ask me quite frequently is, you know, just give us a little a little of your thoughts. I mean, you're not trying to make us pray like you pray. You're not trying to make everybody like you in terms of your scheduling and how you do it. But what has worked for you? I mean, you're 55. You've been doing this a long time. You've seen some strength and some weaknesses in your prayer life. You've learned a little bit through that. What do you do? What is what is beneficial and helpful to you? And I think there's merit in that. I ask people all the time, hey, I want to grow in some area. Give me insight. What's working? What's not working? What are your frustrations? What are your high points? One of the things I I have offered about prayer, and, you know, if someone wants to ask me privately how I reached this conclusion, I, I believe I was influenced by Scripture. and But I have offered this to them about prayer. Start your day. I, I know I know just about everybody I talk to says they, they try to end their day. Uh, that doesn't always go well. Sometimes they fall asleep while they're praying. It happens. It happens. Absolutely. Yeah. But I've offered this, start your day. One of the reasons I offer start your day with prayer is because when your feet hit the floor, before you get actively involved as a mom or a dad or getting ready, and and I know I'm headed to work, this is on my radar, I've got this is really important, my mind's thinking about it while I'm in the shower, while I'm shaving, while I'm cooking breakfast, while I'm getting things together for the kids in school. I mean, my mind, when your feet hit the floor, start your day with a recognition that I have today and I have life because of you, God. I mean, start in such a positive way. And I'm not saying there won't be days where you struggle to be positive. Realistically, there are days physically, mentally, stuff that you know you're going to face that day that's a big challenge. You could be discouraged. You you could be really dealing with some areas in your life that are hard that you know it's going to make you susceptible during that day to depression, to discouragement, to frustration, to anger, fill in the blank. Start the day in a way that says, God, I know you're here for me. Yeah. You're my father. You're here for me. You know what I'm going to face today before I even start the day. But God, I have today because of you. I have life because of you. You are good. And and one of the things I would offer in that is what is said about prayer. It is a challenging verse. It really is. Is in everything, give thanks. And even in your praying, always with thanksgiving. And we read that passage and say, seriously? (laughs) With thanksgiving right now as I'm talking to God in a thankful heart, do you understand what I'm dealing with? Do you understand what I'm about to face in the next 12 hours? Start the day, God, I thank you. And some of the hardest areas in praying 
is just talking to God about God. Yeah. And I'm not saying that's got to be a five-minute, ten-minute deal. But starting the day in a positive way, God, because what I'm acknowledging about God is you are here. I know Satan's coming after me today, but God, you're, you, you've got this. Yeah. And I give myself to you. I put I put the next 12 hours of this day, the next three or four hours of this day, I commit that into your hands. What do we do it? We're reminding ourselves of what Jesus taught on prayer. He knows how to give good gifts. Yeah, yeah. That's been helpful to me. I think that that is fantastic advice. And it goes well with something that I think is worth bringing up here as, as we're trying to you know, wrap up this whole season on prayer and, and give some practical encouragements. If we start our day that way, and we start our day by talking to God and committing what's coming next to Him, these next several hours, you know, my heart is yours, my actions are yours, you know, let this glorify you, that's going to naturally flow into ways that we can serve God and serve the people around us. And that ultimately should be a a product of our prayer to God, is service to Him and service to others. Um, And I don't know that we always make the connection between prayer and service. Um, We get the idea of service, um, I think, in connection with our faith, you know, faith without works is dead. We can go to James and make those kinds of connections that we, as an outflowing of our faith, we ought to be acting. Love acts, faith acts. We we talk about those kinds of things uh, quite a bit. But prayer, um, you, you could almost say prayer acts. Um, when we pray in faith to God, um, it only especially when we're saying things like, Lord, I commit this day to you. It's the beginning of the day. Satan's going to be coming after me. The world's going to be trying to distract me, but I commit this to you. Well, what's that going to look like, practically speaking? And in many areas of our lives, what that ought to look like is service. Mm-hmm. And so if we're going to pray that in faith, then we ought to live it in faith as well. We ought to live what we've espoused in prayer. Um, and I think that that's a really uh, important perspective as we enter each day. Here's what I've prayed about. Now, how am I going to serve about it? Yeah. You know, we end all of our prayers with amen. What do we mean by amen? Well, okay, that's a different subject. That's fair, <laughs> though. But but when I talk to people about finishing their prayers, I mean, we say amen. Yes, we, we've heard it before. We need to pray as if everything depends upon God, but we also need to pray as if everything depends upon us. There's the balance in that. We're asking God to do what only He can do, and we're calling upon Him in faith to partner with us so that when I finish my prayers and I say amen, uh, I acknowledge in that that I, I have this spiritual right because of Jesus, and I'm praying through Jesus who, who is my Lord. But when I'm ending my prayers with amen, that's not the end of this. It's the, okay, what, what do I need to do? So here, here's a, a real example. If, if I'm praying for someone that I know is going through a very difficult time in life, and I've committed them to God, and I've been asking God to do for them what I clearly cannot, right. but my heart's desire is always connected to my praying. 
That's Romans 10. Yeah. Heart's desire, prayer to God. Yeah. If my heart's desire is always connected to God in my praying, and then I'm praying for this person about this, my heart's desire is not just like a switch that I flip off after the amen. What can I do today? What can right. I do this week? How can God partner with me and use me to bring about a blessing because I've committed this person to God? So, you know, it's it's a visit someone. It's a, it's a write a letter. It's a, it's a take food, send flowers, go by, talk, give them time, whatever. How can I be of benefit? How can I be of service? Right. So how can I finish my prayers is really what we're talking about. Right, exactly. If we're going to pray uh, for one another, then it absolutely makes sense. It should be a natural thing that we also serve one another, especially in the areas that we're praying for one another about. Um, I love the wording that is used in Acts chapter 9 when uh, the Lord says that he has chosen Paul as an instrument for carrying the gospel to the Gentiles. And obviously, again, in that context, Paul had a very special calling that God gave him to carry the gospel in a certain way. But I love that phrasing, to be chosen as an instrument. And, and I think that sometimes we, we miss that. When, when we're praying to God about these things, that's good. But that also gives us the opportunity to see ourselves as God's representative, as God's instrument for serving other people. I mean, we've mentioned in, in previous episodes the idea that, um, you know, we can we might be the answer to somebody else's prayers, right? Where they've prayed for for comfort, for help, for you know, someone to take them by the hand, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We don't know that, but we might be the in, the way that God answers that prayer. And we know, I think if we're being honest, that that has happened the other way around, where we have said a prayer and God has answered that prayer through our brother or sister in Christ. So we should not be afraid to be God's instrument of service. Yes, amen. Love it, love it, love it. And that's, that's one of the reasons why we're moving in a direction uh, in this church, in the Cedar Park Church, in our smaller groups as we connect prayer to service is is making sure that we understand the, the balance there and where we fit in this and how God wants to work through us. Yep, yep. Well, Paul, it's been a good season. It has been a great discussion on prayer. I know that it has greatly benefited me and blessed me. And uh, I just pray that this um, this study has benefited those who have taken the time to listen to it. Uh, if you're listening, we, we do appreciate it. We appreciate the time that you spend with us discussing God's Word, thinking about God's Word, meditating on it, and praying with us. Um, it's an encouragement for us to be able to do this, and we pray that we can be an encouragement to you uh, here as we wrap up Season 3. Yes, I would, I would offer this, Noah, also as a concluding point. If there's someone out there that's listening today or you get to a point in your spiritual journey and you begin to lose heart, red flag, be very careful about this and go immediately to someone and say, hey, help me work through this. Because good, good people get discouraged on a level sometimes where they say, you know what, I'm just kind of done praying. Yeah, I've prayed and prayed and I don't see the results. I've got discouraged. We're not thinking rationally. I'm not questioning someone and saying, 
you know, oh boy, wow, I can't believe you've ever been at that point in your life. It happens to good people. So if there's someone in their journey that ever gets to a point and they get so discouraged, there's a reason Jesus taught a parable about that in Luke 18. They should always pray and not lose heart. Jesus is honest. He knows at times we will lose heart. Yeah. And Satan can use that opportunity to defeat us in prayer. And in doing that, it's not just a defeat in prayer. It's trying to sever the relationship between me and my God. Mm -hmm. God is good. So if you're hearing this today, if you get to a point in your spiritual journey, find a Christian, find someone, partner with them and say, hey, I need some help with this. I need some help with this. It's not always a serious faith issue, but it can lead to that. Yeah. And so don't lose heart in prayer. Yeah, absolutely. Amen to that. Well, Paul, uh, let's go ahead and end this episode the same way we've ended every episode this season, and that is by going to our Father in prayer. Would you mind leading us in that? Sure. Let's pray together. God, we're thankful today for you, for the for the blessing of the relationship, for the grace, for your mercy, for the Christ. You have given us heaven's best. You gave us your only son. You did that because it was according to the purpose of your heart, the desire of your will. You loved us first, and you wanted a people with whom you could have fellowship, and you gave us what we don't deserve but what we needed. And we're so thankful and grateful for the blessing of the Christ Now for this spiritual blessing that we have as your children, we can call you, Father, that we can take our heart's desire. We can just pour out our petitions to you. We can speak to you in prayer. We know you love us. You care about us. You have power. You have wisdom beyond match. And we trust you, and so we trust in that. We need you, God. There are people today who are hearing this, and we're thankful for those who have journeyed with us in season three, those who have committed themselves and will continue to be devoted in prayer. But God, help us to be the kind of children, the kind of people that you desire in us. That's what we want to be. We want to become servants. We want to become like Jesus. We want to have opportunities put in front of us. So God, show us, teach us, lead us. We are open to your ways. We want to do your will. We're mindful, Father, of those who are dealing with physical infirmities, those who are dealing with with issues that just make life hard, and they are in need of you and in need of your favor and grace and strength and courage. Thank you, God, for hearing that, for measuring that out. You always do the right thing at just the right time. God, lift us up in ways that we can continue to be of a benefit and blessing to others. We ask all these things. In Jesus and because of Jesus in his name, in faith, amen. Amen. Since we're finishing season three, of course, the natural course of life is that what's next is season four. So thank you for tuning in today, and we invite you to return again next Monday. We will have an episode next Monday that will introduce our theme for season four. Thanks for joining us in God's Word today. We hope you'll continue to join us each week as we consider how to deepen our faith in God. Here's some good news today and even this week. With God as our foundation, we know that we can stand strong. 